Welcome to the Weekly Pitch. I'm Michael Memes alongside Jeremy Goldstein and Marab Samad. We got a lot to cover, uh, basketball, baseball, football. So let's get started. The first thing I think we could talk about is the blockbuster trade between the Wizards and the Rockets. So you have John Wall and a first-rounder going to the Rockets, and the Wizards get Russell Westbrook. Uh, now, both point guards are on very expensive contracts, and they are guys who have requested trades from their team. So kind of works out for both of them. Uh, I don't know if it's the teams they wanted to go to, but uh, I guess both teams are going to try to see if it works for them, this point guard and shooting guard duo, that they, the new duos they now have. Yeah. Um, look, John Wall injured for two seasons. Need to change the scenery. James Harden sort of wanted him over Westbrook. Good fit over there. Russell Westbrook wasn't working out in Houston. Bradley Beal's been looking for a healthy point guard. It's good. Guess when Russell Westbrook, I don't see a problem here. Both teams got necessities and they solved a lot of problems. So I, like I, I think it's the most sideways move we've seen in a while. Like they're both basically have the same skill set, explosive, explosive point guards who are coming off their peaks because they're about the same age. Like John Wall's like a year younger or something, but I, he's coming off two years of injury. Like I personally think that the wizards got the wizards basically got fleeced honestly because like they gave they gave up a first they gave up a first right for him but protected first and like westbrook isn't really going to add anything to that team like he, if anything he's going to take away he's going to take away time on the ball for bradley beal because bradley we saw what bradley beal did last time when he but he also needs help offense. he also needs uh, help yeah no i i i tend to agree with Rob because Here's the thing. The Wizards, they, they had Wall and Beal. Wall and Beal are a great point guard, shooting guard duo. Probably not the best in the NBA because you obviously got the Warriors. You have the Trailblazers. Trailblazers is arguable. But here's the thing. They, they really hadn't built much around. And they've kept trying. They kept trying in trades. They kept trying in drafting. They may have some better pieces now. They have Rui Achimura. I forget who they drafted this year. They have Davies Bertans. They signed to that weird extension or that weird contract. A little bit too expensive, but whatever he's still a good he's a good stretch big so they have some pieces around but I, I still don't think like what's their peak you know second round playoffs maybe if Westbrook and Beal does really well like they, the close they yeah. almost got to the conference finals with Wall and Beal but I, I still think you know Beal's getting better but also I, I Westbrook passed his prime as you said and he can't shoot threes anymore you know he's not as anymore when was he able to shoot a three what when was he able to shoot a three ever? I mean, he was able to shoot it better. Like he was bad. He was shooting below thirty percent. Like he used to shoot. He'd shoot. He wasn't a good shooter, but he'd shoot over thirty percent at least. But like teams would be giving him the Ben Simmons treatment. That's how bad it got. Like I think John Wall is going to be good on the Rockets, even if I think Harden still leaves most likely because he's John Wall will not be enough to keep Harden at the Rockets. And I don't know if it's going to happen midseason or if it's going to happen right before. But I don't think James Harden will be staying at Houston because this is this situation right now at Houston. It's not enough for a championship, and that's what he wants. He turned how much he turned down so much money on that extension just to end up on a team that'll most likely lose in the first or second round of the Western Conference. Like it, it just makes no sense. Like for the Wiz, I think for the Wizards too. Like. If you're going to trade John Wall, get like a get like a player that wasn't the almost exact same player as as he was. Like, obviously, the market is very like small right now because there's a lot of teams 
that are building right now and they don't want to make that many trades like but i don't know like maybe you could have gone to like the magic or something for like a, Vuc- a vucevic or like a aaron or vucevic aaron gordon trade for john wall like it i, I feel like there was just a lot more options if you were gonna try and be, if you were gonna make bad bradley beal your centerpiece you might as well make it so that he doesn't have to always worry about his his backcourt partner yeah i mean the, the magic because I don't even know who their point guard is. Like, they haven't really had a good point guard. Markel Fultz and Cole yeah. Anthony. It's not – I mean, Cole Anthony you drafted, but they haven't had a good point guard, what, since Jameer Nelson? Like, it hasn't – it's been yeah. a while. Maybe Alfred Payton was good for, like, that 10-game hey. stretch year. Um, yeah, I know he's back on the Knicks. Jeremy's What's happy. Yeah, but And they have so many centers, too. They have so many prospects. And yeah, like, I mean, I don't think the Magic like, were that interested. I never heard that, that team involved at all. So maybe they just really were like, you know – are, we're, we don't want him, and it's because Westbrook's contract, and because he his his number like his his numbers like his pure like numbers you see like the points, assists, rebounds they look pretty decent, but then when you go to the advanced stats, it's like he's awful. So I mean, I hope I do hope John Wall gets better and he looks good because like when he plays and he when he was at his peak, he was really good. Like he'd be making ridiculous layups. You know, he's, he's he gets so many steals on defense. You know, he'd throw down crazy breakaway dunks like. I don't know if he's gonna be that. Like even the last time we saw him, he was like he gained weight over the off season. And we'll, we'll get, I wanted you to look at the Rockets for a sec, and think about where they were at a point. They were at such a low where Westbrook and Harden like looked like they were gonna leave, and now they've gotten to a point where one they got they got a John Wall, a, a new fresh point guard, James Harden is looks like he's gonna stay. He might have calmed down a little bit. They signed yeah. Christian Wood to a good contract, a, a good power forward, and they signed a, a, a high, a low risk, high reward contract for Demarcus Cousins. So they really made some good moves to sort of keep that team intact. But staying on the NBA, I need to know Marab's opinions on Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I think he's going that he's he's going down the superstar road. Honestly, like we you we can see all the controversy going on right now. We saw, and. I think, but the thing is, I'm not really that concerned about Malik Beasley because the Timberwolves organization have so much faith in him. Like, because they, with, they know what, what he can happened? do on the court. With huh? What happened off the court? It, it, it is what it is, honestly. And that's you I, just I think gotta it's a little concerning moving. if you marry your wife in March and get divorced in <laughs> December. I mean, if that doesn't affect his play, then what does the Timberwolves organization have to worry about, on realistically? Like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he can shoot. It's crazy. What he's a lights out him. shooter, and he's and he and he can steal the ball from anyone. I think he's going to take a massive step next to D'Lo and Towns next year, and it should be very interesting to see how he does because Ricky Rubio's now on the Timberwolves too. That's an amazing piece, and he and he gets the best out of his backcourt partner most of the time, as we saw with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Is he going to come up the bench? So I think yeah. moving forward it should be very interesting. Is he going to yeah. come up the bench? I mean, Rubio? The, the West is yeah, just Rubio so coming off the bench. Like the Rockets, people are calling Rockets a playoff bubble team. I really don't believe that unless Harden gets traded and then they're probably not making the playoffs. I think with Harden and Wall, you make the playoffs. And with Woods, a really good guy. Like he was maybe the best player on the Pistons this season. Like it's either him or D. Rose because Griffin was hurt the entire year. Or Siku Dumboya. 
The thing is, they make the playoffs, but they don't get far. It's a ten. It's a ten. Man, it's a ten-team playoff this time. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's I don't like it. I don't like it I, at all. I love it because now the Knicks have a better chance. One. That's true, but like I, I still don't like it. If, you, if the teams... Knicks didn't make the East, make it out the East with eight teams, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. I mean, you're gonna have a team like thirty wins in the East. I would about to possibly say. make the playoffs. Like that's ridiculous. I was about to say the Timberwolves. I wouldn't yeah. write them out of a playoff spot either because I think D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns are gonna win games. It's just a matter of oh. Maybe, maybe, oh. They need to play defense. That's the one thing. Everyone is sleeping on the Timberwolves this season. They are. Trust. Everyone's I'm, I'm sleeping. On, I'm on the train. I'm just saying I'm on the train. Oh, and thank I you. I think they're going to be good. Not good. Ricky Rubio, <laughs> good at, Ricky Rubio was a really good signing. Because Who are their forwards? Of, on the court. Okogi? Okogi is really good, too. I love Okogi so He's much. He's a good defender. We have a good roster. We just need to find a power forward that will actually fit. Like Hernan right. Gomez, I like the we signing, but we, didn't, we don't have like a star power forward. But Hernan Gomez, Vander, we signed Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I love that signing. He's a stretch so forward. I'm, I think we have a good squad. You could take Taj Gibson back if you want. <laughs> he is a Honestly, we, I wouldn't mind. He's a vet presence. We don't have any, we don't have any power forwards. He's starting so like, center on the Knicks last year over Mitchell Robinson. For, I, I know. I hope Mitch starts this year, but it, it's that, possible that Noel starts and end up starting. To start starting lineup this year should be, should be uh, it's going to be weird, but. Well, assuming Randall gets traded for something, I would I would go Frank. No, Where would Randall Alfred, go? Alfred, Frank, RJ, Toppin, Mitch. I'd go. I think I'd go, go? I think I'd go Alfred, like Rivers. Um, Rivers? OB. Rivers is a bench guy, and you, 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 you good, he's a good veteran off the bench. You, you, I, mean, yeah, right, I, just, I, think I just Rivers don't know. Their, point, the their, their guards, guard depth is not great, honestly. Wait, they're going to rely on guys like Kevin Knox. To take that next step he, because they need he needs he, to be better. better. I mean, the way you guys talk about Kevin Knox reminds me of Andrew Wiggins. It's really funny. No, but Knox isn't even half Wiggins the was Wiggins much better. Half. Like Knox he was, was much better. Good. That's 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 the Wiggins at least part. like he averaged like 19 points a game. Like yeah, the thing is, Knox was in in college was this guy who could drive to the basket, draw a foul, and play great D. Then David Fisdale makes him to this guy who just stands in the corner and shoots a high arcing three pointer. Like it's just. He changed completely, and he looks like he's out of out of his element. I mean, still have Dennis. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I don't we'll, think we'll, I don't think Thibodeau will fix that though, because I know Thibodeau, and Thibodeau is not an, an all time winning coach. Oh yes, he yes he's an all time winning coach. He got an assistant coach. They can win thirty games. And then, he, then he coached Derrick Rose to breaking his eight. They can win thirty games. Basically. They can win thirty games. I'll be so happy. <laughs> I guess speaking of the the Bulls teams, um, Joe Kim Noah he retired. Not surprising, he's old and he wasn't good anymore. Um, we saw how he was with the Knicks. He, he's, he's, you know, his injury after his injury, he hasn't been an effective player at all. Um, but you know, we he obviously was really good with the Bulls. He was he went at LeBron. Um, he, you know, when Rose was hurt, he was Noah was the best player on that team probably. I know Butler eventually came on, but it was it was Noah leading that team when Rose was hurt, and maybe even after Rose got hurt because Rose wasn't the same player. So. I just want to kind of give kudos. He had a great career. I don't probably gonna be a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, he has enough all defensive teams and all star appearances. I I have a question. Did the Knicks actually get like the entire 11-12 Chicago Bulls roster at one point? No, I mean they had like Rose and they had Rose and Noah. I think that was it. Gibson. Then Gibson was another team. They had, they had um someone else from that team. Wasn't Gibson wait, wasn't Gibson on the Bulls? Gibson, yeah, but he wasn't on the Knicks. Oh, you mean you mean over time, not in one year? Yeah, not in one year. That's what I, I mean. Like over I time, I don't think so because they never had uh, Boozer. I think Boozer was on that team. Boozer so, retired. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Boozer wasn't. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't. I mean, they had some guys. They had a good amount of guys, and you know, a lot of those. He guys was on the team. Guys. He was on the team. He was on the team. Did you get also, some speaking, of, speaking of Knicks, R.J. Barrett needs to be a star this season. I oh, I hope so. Before the league shut down, he was playing a lot better. He was knocking down threes and he was driving and he was drawing fouls and, and hitting more free throws than he usually had been. So I, I'm a little confident in RJ and I think he's going to lead him to the playoffs. So. <laughs> I like yeah. RJ Barrett. I feel like he's going under the radar because you see all these guys like Tyler Hero. I and cannot John believe Terrence off. Davis made an all rookie team over him. Like, that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Come on. I think ridiculous. I think RJ Barrett. People are sleeping on RJ Barrett right the now. Knicks, people, people, people have written the Knicks, and yes, they've been bad. People want to write them as, oh, if you go there, you go there to die. RJ Barrett did have its bad season. Like people are thinking of, it wasn't it wasn't third overall pick caliber, no, but it was it was okay. It was pretty good. I mean, he was the problem is he just didn't have good like around him. Like there was not good pieces around him, and he oh, obviously the big bro, thing he needs yeah. to work on is free throw. His free throw shooting was. Still horrendous. So that that one he has to make sure it's at least at least seventy percent this year. Seventy uh, percent, mm-hmm. I think, a little below league, league average, but I'll take seventy percent because at the beginning he was like at fifty something percent. He's not a very efficient shooter either, right? Like, um, and he could shoot. Three. I mean, he's not like an awful shooter, but no, he definitely can improve on that also. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a, f- a few other just a few other NBA topics I want to cover. Um, so LeBron, uh, a Davis signed a supermax. But LeBron also signed an extension until 2023. And if they change the rules so that high school players can go into the draft, you would have Bronny James and LeBron James in the NBA, assuming LeBron also pay, plays pass that year and signs a contract with the team. So that, that should be fun to see. I don't, it's pretty rare for that to happen in the NBA, but I, I know it happened in MLB a lot. It's not an NBA, really. Yeah. And it's never happened in the NBA where a father son have played. Like, I think it'd be interesting, but. I don't know how good Bronny is gonna be. Like everyone's hyping him up to be like, oh, he's a he's a first round pick. Like he's only a sophomore in high school. Like calm down. He's like, very good. He's good. Like, you never like, know. There's, there's a lot that can happen. Like you, we we've heard of stories where mm-hmm. high school guys like they're supposed to be the next LeBron. They're supposed to be the next Jordan, and then like an injury happens, and then they just don't make it to the NBA, or they you know get into trouble mm-hmm. with law or whatever, and they never make it to the NBA, or they make it and then they wash out right away. So. You never know. I mean, I think Bronny has a you know he has a great role model in his father to take after. So I think he'll I think he'll be a first round pick. Don't know don't know how his rest of his career is going to go though. So I don't think he's going to be it as his father. I know that. Um, another another interesting move: Leandro Balls signed with the Pistons. So now Not all the balls. Attention to that stupid family. Oh, no, that was that was awful. To that to that um family undeserving of all this attention. And I'm moving on. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair. No, I mean it's just. I'm surprised he even made it because he's not very good. And the Clippers also signed Nicholas Batum. So he's, he, he used to be good. Um, and it's like a small contract. So the the Hornets got rid of him. They couldn't trade him. Uh, he's, they, he's, they, oh, they, they, the they gave him so much money. It's so funny. They gave I mean, him so got, much he money. Got, he was like, I think, but during that free agency, he was like a third best small forward in free agency. Or third best small forward in the East at that time. Because it was like, it was like LeBron, Melo, and then a huge drop off and then Batum. Like <laughs> it was like it was really bad. I mean, now we got more guys. I, you know, obviously he's not the third best small forward in the East now because he's not as good. But um, that was that was a weird time in the East when you had Batum be the third best small forward in the East. Um, so now I'm gonna move on to the MLB. Um, what are we talking about, Cole? You want to talk about Cole? Yar Cole? Cole. Cole. 
my background. Oh, we'll talk about that when we get to the NFL. So MLB, um, a weird time. It, it, it's a lot of guys released and I, I, non-tender I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and the owners are just, you know, you know, when they want to cut any cost they can, like they're, or if it's because the minor league teams are getting cut and they have to like, they're like, okay, we don't want to lose all these prospects. So we may have to release some MLB talent, bring up some guys earlier and then, you know, let these guys walk. But I, I just, I just find it utterly ridiculous because here's the thing. Like you, you could argue for these guys that are getting non-tendered, right? You know, Schwarber, he used to be good, but he's not as good anymore. Dahl had a, David Dahl had a bad season. Holder's just a middle relief guy for the Yankees, but, there was rumors that Chris Bryant may be non-tender. Like, are you kidding me? The guy was MVP in 2016, and he's not a bad player. Like, he he has struggled recently, but you're going to non-tender the guy because what? You, you want to cut $5 million from your salary books or whatever? I, I just think it's utterly ridiculous what these teams are doing with these players. And, you know, I, I really hope the next, la- you know, the next labor, uh, the CBA, it, it, it helps this. So it's, this is an issue, but... This, these past few years have been ridiculous for the MLB. It's killing the game, and you got free agency markets so slowly developing. I mean, none of the big free agents have signed yet, and it's been, what, three months to free agency? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the biggest signing this week is Trevor May, and I get he's good, and he, you know, I'm happy that the Mets made a good signing with him, but also, like, bigger names should have been out by now. Like, Bauer's still a free agent. LeMathieu's still a free agent. All the time. What? Eric Cole was signed. He was probably signed a couple weeks from... He was signed in winter meetings, but... I still, it's, I, it shouldn't be the landscape where you have to wait till winter meetings. If well, that's the case, make winter meetings right after the World Series. Make Trevor it so Bauer. people sign right away. Sure about, and look at, his, look at his approach to free agency. I feel like that's the big problem. He's, gonna, he's I think, so slow. And yeah. taking his sweet time and messing on social media. And the messing on social media is, is awesome. I love that. Bauer thinks he's LeBron. Bauer thinks he's LeBron. What's going to happen? I yeah. personally see again. I think even Bauer tweeted at three in the morning. Halo fans, are you up? I, I saw that. I but do think he's going to be they, a Los they, Angeles. They need to make winter meetings early because right. It, they, the the significant happen after winter meetings or during winter meetings, and why have that time in between where you're like just two months of like minor league contracts being signed? It makes no sense. It, it's bad for the NBA. Like the NBA, it's so exciting, right? Usually free agency opens, and you're like, this guy signed a match. This guy signed. You know, a four-year, $80 million contract. Like, right away, you get these guys signing. And, like, you know, at after a week, like, almost all the significant free agents have been signed in the NBA. Meanwhile, the MLB, it may be till February we don't get, like, the, you know, the, the free agents signed. And then, like, why? We don't see this happen in other leagues. Like, the NFL, you may get contract holdouts and you get franchise tags, but most guys do get signed. Same as with the NHL. You get guys signing a little, you know, they're not waiting till, like, the season starts to sign. It's MLB, it's just a problem. Like, I, I, I have a tweet. The all non-tender team. You got Tony Walters, catcher. Jose Martinez, first base. Colton Wong at second base. Hanser Alberto, shortstop. Travis Shaw, third base. You got the outfield. You got uh, David Dahl, Ahmed, or sorry, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall. DH, you got Schwarber. Starting pitcher, Rodon. And relief pitcher, Bradley. And there's a couple other starters and relievers who've been non-tender. But that team's a wild. That team could compete for a wild card. Like you're, they're releasing guys who are quality players. Duvall had 16 home runs last year. Not a lot of guys had 16 home runs last year. Yeah, 
it, it's, I think the whole thing just completely hit the fan when the Twins non-tendered Eddie Rosario, who's a good outfielder. They've been trying yeah, to trade well, him, apparently. But he's, I, he's as someone player. who has a little... I, I see Minnesota Sports Twitter a lot because of I follow the Timberwolves, and everyone's freaking out about that. Like, the Rosario thing, like, like they were, like, really upset because he's a good player, and... They just really they, because of salary stuff. They actually... I I hope a lot of these agents go to the MPL or KBO. Like I, and to see a team that actually will respect them because the MLB yeah. these owners do not respect these players. They just are like, okay, I'm... so how much how cheap can I get you for? You know, yeah, you know, how much can I, you know, how can I make sure to maximize your service time? They don't they don't a lot of these owners don't care about winning. Think about Cleveland's owner. You know, they don't care about you know they've been trading guys and they've tried to cut salary for years. And they're still competitive, but they're they really not going to be because they keep getting rid of guys. And yeah, I look at the Yankees. They, they're out here t- keeping the contracts of guys like Luis Sessa. They did get rid of Holder. I'm a little mad about that. But like, uh, he, Yankees fans criticized Hal for being cheap. But compared to most owners, he's one of the most like least cheap owners because of the fact that all these owners are so cheap. And it is ridiculous. Design we guy. Have, we just owners like Steve players. Cohen take over these teams, like, you know, in each place and actually be passionate about their team where they will spend money on free agents. I know, you know, they haven't spent money, much money yet, but at least they're being aggressive out there and they're probably going to spend a good amount of money. Meanwhile, these other owners are going to be like, how can I trade this guy? I mean, it was also rumored the Yankees would not enter Sanchez. It makes a little bit, it's a little less crazy than Bryant, but also Sanchez is like, he, he was second in rookie of the year and he's been an all-star multiple years. Like, I don't get it. I, I just, there, ha- there has to be a fix, and I don't know what it is, but there ha- something has to be fixed. They either, you know, they're not going to probably get, they're probably going to keep no salary cap because this is what the players want. But they have to find something to make it so that, you know, free agency is more smooth flowing and these players are not getting, you know, it's not going to be ridiculous for the minor league. And you got team, Staten Island Yankees are suing the Yankees and the MLB because they lost their minor league team. Multiple teams are going to lose their minor, multiple minor league teams are being lost. You know, some, some are being saved by the MLB, but a lot of them are just going to go out of business. They're going to have all these people lose their jobs. They're going to have, you know, the city's not going to have a team. And their next team is going to be farther away. They're going to have players cut because, you know, these they're going to have a regulation of minor league teams, which I think makes some sense. But also doing it so quickly doesn't make as much sense. At least having it be a gradual process makes more sense. It's just going to be it, – it's going to be hard for the MLB. It, it's, and they also saw, had less people drafted this year. Because yeah, they severely because reduced the, the mounds. On what? The yeah. Yeah. I. It's, I just. I don't know. I. I love the MLB still, but I, it just really pisses me off. Like. NPL. NPL. I NPL. NPL KBL. Yeah. Things are gonna change once everybody gets vaccinated. It's just. This is where you see everybody's true colors and what they actually truly care about. Obviously, again, things are gonna recover. But this is where you see who people truly are. Didn't, didn't the Phillies owner say he lost like two billion this year, which is yes. a complete lie? And now worth like eight billion. There's no way. Now, now and he, like we're not going to sign Real Muto because of it. Exactly. That's how pissed Phillies fans are. Like they're pissed. There's no way it's not an excuse. If they don't sign, re-sign Real Muto, I'm good. That's going to be so. They're probably not going to. They're probably going to get cheaper option because guess what? They're not going to spend money. They already. I mean, their owner already is crying poor. Like, oh, I you know. I lost money this year. Well, guess what? Your net worth is still worth more than like some third world countries. Like, <laughs> like that's a, they're, they're crying like for like, come on. like it's, I, I don't know. I get, you know, it's a business and you want to make money, but it's also like, come on, you, you know, you also have people, 
you know, stakeholders who want your team to win. You don't want your team to be selling off when you have an opportunity to, you know, to go for the go on a run. Um, especially like, you know, the Rays also, I know the Rays are, they're a cheap team also. I know they made the World Series, but like they got rid of a couple of guys also. They'd let, they let Snell or they let Morton walk. They're going to, I think they're going to try to get rid of Snell. Um, so, and they, you know, I, I just, they got rid of, I think, Renfro as well, who, who looks like a bigger Mike Trout. Um, just look face-wise. Um, so it, it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't like it at all. It, sorry, I'm just ranting a little bit. And I'm wasting, I'm taking up a lot of time this show, but it, it just upsets me. Okay, we talked about Colt okay. McCoy quickly before priceless picks. So Colt McCoy starting. I think he, he was on. Maybe, not 100%. Yeah, but... yeah, he's not terrible. Bring back Eli. Bring back oh, yeah. Eli. Bring back... Happen. I don't want Eli to get injured. But I... I almost joked about that. But uh, it'll be. I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Because um, if not, it's going to be Alex Tanny as backup. I say, look, Colt McCoy, you start for multiple for this reason. Obviously, you have first place. I think every NFC East team is going to lose this week based off of who they're playing. Yeah, I think that's likely. I mean, I don't know. I, I, previous, like, the opposite deal. picks I have this week, all, no, all four, no, sorry, three of the uh, three of the NFC East teams are on the upset picks because they are all facing tough matchups this week. I'm assuming the only one not is Dallas. Yeah, because I, I they're playing an easier team. But uh, that will move us to priceless picks. So none of uh, I went one and four last week. I'm 16 and 24 on the year. Uh, Jeremy went three and two, expanding his lead. He's twenty one nineteen in the year, and Marab went two and three, so he's almost caught up to me. He's fifteen and twenty five on the year. Wow, this is a commanding lead. I could just go all upsets today. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, <laughs> first game, Patriot five and six Patriots at three and eight Chargers at four twenty five on CBS. Jeremy, who do you got? New England, without a doubt. I well, the Chargers like to make games fun. Bill Belichick's in. All right, we got to make the playoffs mode. They are. We got to win these games that are winnable down the stretch before they start playing the division for three straight games. I got New England. New England, yeah. Okay, Marab. Um, honestly, I think this is one of those games where Cam Newton has his little a meltdown, and I think the Chargers sec. We saw the Chargers secondary against the Bills; they were pretty good, and I think that's going to be a real problem. And Austin Eckler's back and stuff like that. So I and so their offense is almost back to full strength. So yeah. I'm going to yeah. give the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. I mean, the Patriots are such a deceiving five and six; they're not a good team. And the Chargers, they do got Eckler back, and they got a lot of offensive weapon. Um, and they got still, they got still got Bosa on the defense. I don't think he got hurt. Um, so they're, I think they are going to win. Next game, we got Monday Night Football, the eight and three Bills and the five and six 49ers. I don't know who you, who do you got? I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Believe it or not, uh, obviously people are so high on the Bills, but l- l- hear me out. The Niners are getting key pieces back: Richard Sherman, Raheem Mostert. And Debo Samuel is coming into his own as a wide receiver. Nick Mullins is capable. And I think this is a trap game for Buffalo. San Francisco, again, has to win games to get back into this playoff race. They're near the wild card. They just got to win a couple. They got to they win this week. And I, I think Buffalo played a little bit over how good they are. And this, I really like San Francisco this week. I really do. Okay, we're up. Um, that's, I, honestly, I might have also went the 49ers. But... I think the Bills' defense has been underperforming this year by a lot compared to what they were hyped up to be. So it should be a really interesting matchup. But I still like – I love Josh Allen as a quarterback because he's, he's, he's a perfect – he's a perfect QB, a running court. He can run and he can – and he's very, very big. So – and Stefan Diggs is having a crazy season this year. So I think it'll be a really fun game. I think Bills will win, though. Well, first, the perfect QB is Milton Holmes. But anyway, um, I will go with Bills as well. I, I, I do think the 49ers, they had a big win last week. 
Um, and that was, that was a, you know, Debo Samuels back then, but I still think the Bills just have enough talent on the offensive or defensive end to pull it out. Um, the last game we, or the last regular game we got is 7-4 Rams at 6-5 Cardinals, 4 o'clock on Fox. That's, uh, a, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Hopkins is going to have a good game against this defense. Kyler Murray, uh, the Rams are on a team that can really stop quarterback run. Daniel Jones did it to them earlier as well. The I Cardinals mean, came up. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, I think they can stop a quarterback pretty well. Well, not as fast as Kyler Murray. He's one of the best guys in the NFL as a quarterback. And after that terrible loss to the Patriots, they got to come back strong and play well. I got Arizona. Okay. Uh, Marab? I think I'm going to go with the Rams this week. Oh, not not just because I like them better, but I want to be, be against Jeremy so I can make up some ground, you know. I mean, so, I, feel, I feel the same way, so I'm also taking the Rams. Either my league's going to go up by a lot or I'm going to – It's going to be tight, tightened up. Um, I, we're at the end of the season. We're at the end of the season almost. We have to make up ground now. Yeah, we have to find so some I'm, way to do it. I mean, we may do playoff picks as well, so that will give us also a chance, but – We'll see. I mean, it's not a lot of playoff games, also. So, lots of catch up. Are playoff picks worth more? I, I will say, I'll decide, or we'll decide. Okay, well, wild card picks. Jeremy, you got the four and seven lines at the five and six Bears. That's at one o'clock on Fox. <laughs> Bears have lost like what four or five in a row. They got to win this one. Um, uh, do I do they though? No, they're, they're terrible. I'm going to Detroit. They're, the Bears okay. are terrible. Okay, Marab, quickly. Marab, quickly, you have. The seven four Colts at the four and seven Texans. Oh yeah, Colts. Colts are gonna destroy okay. the Texans. I got the nine two Saints, the four and seven Falcons. I'm taking the Saints. Upset options. Upset options. We got Bengals over Dolphins, Jets over Raiders, Jaguars over Vikings, Eagles over Packers, Washington over the Steelers, or Giants over Seahawks. I have Washington, even though I really don't think any of those teams are gonna win. So Jeremy, Mike, you know I'm picking on Giants. Yeah. Okay. Marab, I'm gonna go Eagles just to be different. Okay, that's fair. Okay. They're terrible. That'll do it for the weekly <laughs> pitch. That'll do it for the weekly pitch. We'll see you next week. Is gonna have a big game okay. We'll see you next week. Same pitch time, same pitch place. Listen to us on VIC Presents Weekend Sports Talk on Anchor or your favorite podcast platform. And follow our socials at the Weekly Pitch VIC on Instagram and at Weekly Pitch on Twitter. See you next week. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>